What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Four Fit Podcast. I'm Metal Matt. We got the J Lo with his super comfortable sleeveless hoodie. Eagle, Eagles, Bill Belichick, Eagles, the, the Belichick homage hoodie. Yeah. We got Big John Stud. What's going on, brother? Hello, hello. And we got the Wild Bill. Yep. Back, feeling good. Yes, Fully sir. recovered. Good. Yeah, awesome. Getting there. Getting Great there. Great to hear it. Great to hear it. So um, I want to start off the, the episode because right before we hit record, Bill had asked uh, Jesse if the union made any uh, draft picks. And what was it? What's it called? What's their draft called? The, the super draft. It's a super <laughs> draft. OK, not only is it a draft, but it's a super <laughs> draft. So you would think in something called a super draft, you would look forward to your draft pick. You would be strategizing and, and contemplating and negotiating tactics you know, to make that super draft pick. Well, what did the mm-hmm. union do? Yes. They sold their first two picks and then their third one came around and they're like, yeah, we don't give a shit and just walked out of the room. So for a podcast that talks so much about drafting players, uh-huh. so much so that we've adapted a, a, a name with inter, an internal name within the four of us called draft. Yes. Pick. Yeah. This sounds so, like this sounds like blasphemy for a Philadelphia team to enter so, their draft and you know, not. Well, yeah, more the difference. <laughs> the, the the basically what soccer is John Malarkey. <laughs> before in the before times, the first couple years that the Union were a, a franchise, they used every draft pick. The well, they best, had to, they, huh? They had to. They had no talent, right, Jesse? You always said well, every year. You're like, yeah, they oh, well, 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 they didn't have an academy. That was the big thing. Well, so what's happening now is they have a they have a, a soccer academy now. So what's happening now versus like when they drafted Andre Blake, who's their goalkeeper, he's the best goalkeeper in the league. When they drafted him, there really was no path for players you went to college and then you would either go to Europe to play or you would go into the in, into MLS via the draft but now with all of these teams a lot of these teams have academies mm. so they they view the value in the academy players outweighs what you can get um, from college because basically now the best players are not going to college. The best soccer players are going into these academies at 10 years old and they're either going to turn pro or transfer to Europe. So they're bypassing college completely. So the union don't really see a value in the draft. And then what they can do is they can sell the picks to get money to pay down their salary cap. So there's no so, one. So there's, but there's no one in college that would be worth picking. Like if you have the first pick overall, you might be able to get a guy that like fell through the cracks, and an, an academy didn't grab him, and he blossomed in college. Wow, what a difference but, from like NFL or NBA. It's like you yeah, have the number it, one it, pick. It's like 
a no-brainer. You're yeah, saying, and, like, you have the number one pick. It's like, oh, well, we might, you know, someone falls through the cracks. Like, some, yeah, like someone it, who they was forgotten about. Well, yeah, and, it, I mean, that's really what it is. Like, yeah. if, you're, if you're an elite soccer player in this country by 10 years old, an academy has, has gotten you to agree to play for them till you turn 18, basically. So, right. and I mean, that's the way it really is the rest of the world. So, but yeah, it's, it's much different than what every other sport does where, you know, you go to high school, you declare for the, in baseball, you, you know, you go into the draft then, and then, then maybe you go to college or you go to the minors, but in all the other sports, you go to college. And then you leave college to go to the draft. It's a, yeah, it's a completely different, it's a completely different thing. So college is a good segue to that national championship game that happened this week. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Condolences, Jesse. Just won since 1980. Good year. Yeah, I mean, Notre Dame. Good year. Listen, they, they, they had six of their starters out of that game. Like, you smell that? So, I smell so, no, I mean, it's, it's, so is, <laughs> is that what everyone's saying though, Jesse, like, like all bias aside is basically what we take away from this championship game is Alabama just didn't have their best players play. It wasn't that Georgia was the better team. I mean, Georgia was absolutely the better team. And like halfway through the year, I felt that Georgia was going to win the, the national championship. I didn't think Bama Bama lost so many guys to the draft last year. I didn't think they were going to be able to have the season that they did this year. So what they did for me was kind of like, you know, playing with house money. Like they weren't, they weren't supposed to go this far. They weren't, they weren't supposed to bounce back this well. And they had breakout performances from two of their wide receivers. And both of those wide receivers were one was hurt in the championship game. Yeah. And the other was. It looks like he's going to recover fully, right? Like what, Jameson? Yeah, yeah. They said Jamo will be fine, but he has a, a complete ACL rupture. And then I don't think they ever said what happened to um, uh, Mechie. They still haven't said like what exactly happened to him. But you know, any team loses, you know, two thousand two guys that are responsible for 2000 yards or receiving yards and probably 20, 30 touchdowns between the two of them, like, and, and one of their starting corners and a starting line, like they lost a lot of guys. So it's one of those things that was Georgia, the better team. Absolutely. Did Alabama hang with them through the entire game? Absolutely. The, you know, the, the, the biggest thing that, that swung the game was when Alabama had to go to those five-star freshmen because of the gut, because of the wide receivers that were hurt, they just weren't ready. Like that's why they're freshmen. Like they, they had the, um, the drop on that third down that Bill, they caught the camera caught Bill O'Brien, like throwing his headset and, and freaking out. I and loved that, it. That was so good. That was a touchdown. If you that catch that ball, so that's a touchdown. Um, they, they, in this, in the second half, they had a ball down the, the, a ball that would have been a, probably another touchdown that right through the wide receiver's hands. And then the next drive, the guy, for whatever reason, I don't know if he lost it in the lights. He tried to one hand a ball that would have been a touchdown. So like against a team like Georgia, that is that had this year had a historical defense, the best defense in college football history. 
against a defense like that, you can't you can't keep settling for three. And that's what Alabama kept having to settle for three. And you know, they made they made they basically made one mistake and you know, they got burned on it. So But that's what those games normally boil down to is like yeah. what team's gonna make that one that one mistake. And and you know, like I said, Alabama lost a lot of guys last year and now Georgia's gonna go through it with losing a lot of guys to the draft. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see what happens next year. Like, I mean, with all with with all that being said, Alabama's losing at least five guys to the first round of the draft. There's five there's guys. Big one. Huh? How are we watching that game? Taking everything of somebody from Georgia or Alabama. Oh yeah, there's there's out of the, first, the out of the three draft picks, there's there's absolutely a pretty good chance that he's going to be a Georgia or an Alabama player. Like and didn't George's best linebacker get thrown off the team for like sexual mis- like sexual shit after like the second or third game? Maybe like yeah, I, I think he, yeah, I'm pretty sure that he was like their best linebacker. And, and but and like um shit off the field happened. The the one guy just declared today for Alabama who could be a first round well not just a first round pick. They're saying depending on what team or what um, who's now Jaguars have the number one pick, right? Mm-hmm. If the Jaguars go offense, it's this, it's uh, I think it's Neil, Evan Neil. It's a, he's a, he's a, he's a tackle. He's a I know right now. They're saying it's the defensive end from uh, Oregon's should be like the hands down number one pick. Like he's not miles Garrett locked down. There's that other kid from Michigan. Who I don't think is that good. I don't think he's that good either. I think that's, I think he's a product of a shitty conference. And like, if it's that kid in Oregon, Thubidow or whatever his name is. Yeah. Did you see? Draft it. Draft it. Did you see? We'll we'll segue. Doesn't take long. Doesn't take long. Doesn't take long. We're we're 10 minutes in. That kid from, that kid from, uh, from Michigan really screwed himself because in that Georgia game, there was a play that like he was keyed up to get around the quarterback or to get around the the defensive end or the the the, the left tackle the left tackle and that left tackle baptized his ass into the into the ground and was just like he's it looked like a kid playing with a full grown man yeah. and so maybe Maybe he it, but but again, like that guy it depends on where he goes because if he's going to be like a a defensive end, he's going to get his ass whooped. He's not big enough. Whereas Thibodeau is big I enough. I can pick the Lions are going to as of now take him, but there's only one defensive end from Michigan that ever matters. Yep, that's only one that matters. Thank you, ninety seven five. So there's one thing that we always do on this podcast. We always razz Jesse for his his Alabama love. Um, but I do have to say that if you if you got a chance to watch Nick Saban, and we also give Nick Saban a lot of crap on this podcast too, deservedly so. Um, but if you watched his press conference um, with Bryce Young, and I believe the the linebacker Will Anderson, I think his name is. Yes, um, I would give everything up for. And he he had some really poignant words, like that you know those two guys, you know, after the press conference, Nick Saban was like, "Hey, can I say something?" I was basically saying how like these guys, these yeah, two guys, two guys were great, and every, no, he's they're not, not defined by that. not they, one they, game. Can exactly, it wasn't defined by one game. That, and I think that's like that's a really great thing for other coaches and leaders of men 
women, yeah. whatever to see. Because well, it's also good for those kids to hear too. Yeah, right. Because you know, I mean, blood, sweat, tears that those kids give to him, the the university, and so on and so forth. So that's really nice to. That was really nice to see from Nick Saban. A little bit, it was nice to see like a little bit of humility. You know, like we're so used to the NFL. You know, handshake where like, oh, Bill Belichick is very you know standoffish. Want to crown him? Crown him. Or yeah, or like you know, Tom Brady doesn't you know shake hands with Nick Foles. Blah 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 blah. Watch Twitter feed. Like, did you watch his? It was like making him nuts to even have to say that. He's like, yeah, I respect Nick. He's like, so, I'm, yeah, I try to be a good. So sport. it was kind of refreshing to see that sort of you know newfound. Um, I guess the word is uh, uh, when you're when you're when you're nice playing sports. What's well, that? Bill, I mean, or John, he called me a professional. He, yeah, but every, there's a name for that. There's uh, when you're when you're nice to everybody in sports. What's it called? There's an award. Uh, Sportsmanship. Oh, the Sportsmanship. Walter Payton award. So Sportsmanship. Walter Payton. <laughs> but like he Saban, like everybody hates him because you know he's the devil because he always wins. Well, but he he yes, I God, I'll let you finish. I'm sorry. Well, like, he made a deal with the devil. He does stuff. He does a ton of stuff behind the scenes that like every one of his national champ or not just his national championships, every one of Alabama's national championships, he's built a hat built. And bought and built or not bought, but paid to build houses for people that lost their houses in the the Alabama area. Mm-hmm. So every time they win a natty, him and the team teams up with Habitat for, for Humanity to build another house. And he pays for it out of his own pocket. Like he does stuff like that. That's where, his, that's where his Aflac checks are going. Like he, like he's a dude that realizes how good he's got it and is constantly giving back, but like doesn't do it when the cameras are on or just doesn't care. He's just like, I'm gonna do this and you know whatever. But and again, like to John's point, he's also seventy now, so like he's probably not gonna do this for another ten years. So it's, it's kind of interesting too, Jesse, because if you, you, I think we also mentioned that we talked about this on the last last episode about that NIL stuff. And he made a comment about that this week and I, or right before the national championship or whatever. And I got the, I I got sort of the inkling like, Oh, well we better sort of figure this out before I sort of like, you know, to your point, like maybe I'm kind of done after, you know, a few more of these because I'm not going to deal with trying to, you know, trying to get kids to come here based on their contracts for the NIL and this, that, and the other thing. So he yeah, probably just doesn't have the energy for it. Well, and the the other issue is every state has different different, laws. different rules. Yeah. So like, none of the schools in Alabama, you know, there's only one that matters. But the, either Alabama or that piece of shit school that Barkley went to. Ooh, Auburn! Wow. They can't. That's fired. You. They can't entice a kid to come there with nil money. But what Dion was able to do was essentially the same thing. Prime time, prime. But in a different state. That's Coach Prime to you. So, where's Jackson State? Florida. The, yeah, it's in Florida. Is it in Florida? Is that a Florida school? So no, it's it's like that's one of those things. I think you're going to see the you're going to have to have like a nationwide rule on because if you don't, you're going to have a state that's going to be like, yeah, the college because colleges can help set up the NIL deals for the incoming kids to. To bring recruits in, that's no big deal. No, we're wrong because they want it. It's in Mississippi. What Jackson? 
Jackson State. Yeah, Jackson, Mississippi. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Jackson, Mississippi. Well, so, you know, I mean, you know, that's, we're almost perfect on this podcast. Oh. So, so that's the that's the issue is that, and I think that was one of his points that like there's no. It, it's a slippery slope if nobody's playing with the same set of rules. So, like, you're going to have a, a state or a college that is really going to bend the rules. And that's, that's exactly why I wanted to bring it up last week, because I feel like if there isn't some sort of regulation, right, it's and it's a free for all. It's a wild west out there. Exactly. What it doesn't it's it doesn't stop, you know, forfeit podcasts from, you know, throwing a boatload of money at the next big recruit. You know what I mean? Hey, man. Yeah. You so. Know. And it, we're, we're right and around it, I mean, the corner. Right I think it'll, I think it's going to happen because, you know, all these schools are starting to complain about the transfer portal. So it's, it's just a matter of time till they try to, they tighten up the transfer portal a little bit and, um, and tighten up the NIL rules. Cause I think these kids should make money because like the thing that we talked about Jamison Williams. So the thing that really sucks with him is beginning of the, the start of a year, if you were projected to, if you were, if they think you're going to declare at the end of the year, you can buy insurance that will protect you so you can still get drafted and you have a, an injury and it will protect, it will basically bridge the money you would have gotten versus the money you did get. Why? Because of, of them maybe potentially falling in the draft or something? If you, yeah, if you get hurt. Yeah. But that's only offered if you, for guys that they they project to be, you know, round one through top, like round top five two, like, guys or something. No, no, like, like, I think it's like the first round or two. Huh? Did that happened to that that uh, Michigan tight end, Jake Butt, I think. Didn't he get he bought, yeah, insurance. He bought insurance. He bought insurance. He bought insurance out on himself. Well, so Jamison Williams at the start of the year, Jamison Williams was not the number one wide receiver on the depth chart through hard work and then Mechie getting hurt, but like but basically he busted his ass and became the number one wide receiver on the team. So he blows his knee out in the national championship because he was not in the top of the draft prospects at the start of the year. He wasn't able to buy the insurance. So now he's blown his knee out. So now he has to decide, do I want to rehab at Alabama and come back for my senior season or do I come out and hope a, a team grabs me at the tail end of the first round because he probably would have been the first wide receiver off the board. He already declared. Did he? Yeah, he yep. did. Six hours ago. I don't know. I'm reading also that apparently he wanted to come back into the game in the second half after his injury and Nick Saban would not allow it. Citing the fact that, you know, he, he, um, he's got a future in the NFL and they wouldn't want to, put that at risk. So yeah, like yeah, I mean, he, they said, for, for, for doing the right thing, you know, but I mean, th- like they, they said he blew his knee out. So like, yeah, I mean, Nick is right. Like, bro, you can't go running around without an ACL attached in your knee. Like, yeah. because no. not if you, not if you, you want to play football again, like, yeah, because if he made another cut and he, it buckles again, he tears his MCL and he's done, done. Yeah. So, well, and, I mean, and and, and would know better than anyone else if he's got you know the ability and the the moxie yeah. to be an NFL wide receiver. So well, and we'll end the Saban stuff with this. Like, don't forget, last year 
Same thing happens to Landon Dickerson. He blows his knee out in the national champion, or not the not the Natty. I think in the, the semifinal. It was a semifinal game. Or no, it was the title, the SEC title game. I think it was. I, oh, I thought it was the first. It might have been that. I thought it was the first game in the playoff, but it was one of those games. It wasn't the champion. So he blows his knee out, starts rehabbing immediately, comes out because he's a captain. He was a graduate transfer, so he's he's elected a captain as a graduate transfer, which never happens. He's elected as captain, comes out onto the field in uniform, and everybody's like, "Oh, you know, th- that's just the competitor in him wanting to be with the team. That's why he's not in sweatpants." No, he begged for the the last five minutes of the game. He's begging Saban, let me go out. Let me go out. Let me go out. Let me go out with my guys. Let me go out with my guys. Victory formation, he sends him out. Like, so he gets it. Like, he wasn't going to let him go out because Landon wanted to go out and run the offense. And he's like, no, that's not going to happen. But I'll put you out for a victory formation where you can't possibly hurt yourself anymore because you've been a warrior for me for a year. So like he gets it. He's one of those coaches that, that gets it. And it's going to, it'll be a shame when he finally decides to retire, but. And Debo leaves Clemson to go there. Absolutely. I do too. I do too. I, I, I think he absolutely goes because it's his alma mater. He'll go back. Yeah. No, he, I think he's the heir apparent. I don't think he'll stay at Clemson. He'll be, he'll get the speech. Oh, I've done it all here. Da, 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 da. And then he'll be like later. Hello, Tuscaloosa. <laughs> I mean, like I gave it all I got. I gave it all I have. The the mock for Alabama this in the first round is they're the third pick, the sixth pick, the eighth pick, the fourteenth pick, and the twenty sixth pick will be Crimson Tide players. Tell us how we do, and we got fifteen, sixteen, and nineteen. Get off your ass. I mean, I'll I'll be honest. If if we take two of those picks and trade them for next year to get three picks for next year, I would do whatever it takes. To, to get that linebacker. Will Anderson is going to be a generational talent. Like he wrecked house in that, in that Georgia game. He's unblockable. And like every measurement he's got is just off the charts. And then on top of it, he's like, he's a good dude. Like he's, he, he's like a, he's a guy that you'll never have to worry about doing something stupid and getting arrested or or getting in any sort of trouble. Like he's a good dude. And on top of it, like they, they talked to him earlier and it was like, it brings me joy to hit quarterbacks. And it's just like, when a dude says something like that, you're like, he's, he's just a little unhinged. And I, I like that. Like, I mean, he, you know, if I a linebacker that knew how to hit a quarterback, that'd be fucking great on this team. I mean, yeah, but, I but like, he's going to be a top three pick next year. He's, I, John, did you have something you wanted to say? Well, I was just going to segue into we've been talking about some college coaches. I think it's a, a good time to talk about some the NFL coaches that have been let go, fired, resigned in the last you know week or so of the season here. Jesus, it's kind of interesting to see what even, yeah. even as much as three hours ago with the Texans, the, the league's cleaning house all yeah, over the place. You're looking at, uh, I mean, if you're going to count John Gruden, I mean, two, four, six, eight coaches. I mean, you're talking. I would almost, absolutely count John Gruden. I mean, depending on what they do, they're still in the playoffs, right? They have a coach, so yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you're talking. He's up for co- he's up for coach of the year. Yeah, yeah like he'll be back. close to four or five percent of the league, or no, it's more than that. I'm sorry, I'm not good at math. Do the percentage. Twenty five percent. There's now, eight teams. It's twenty five percent. Here's Thank you. and here's something that that again. 
through all of this because now you only have one black head coach in the league mm-hmm. and you what is it 70 75 78% of the players are black you have one black head coach cuz all the other ones were fired this year mm-hmm. and it sure seems like owners will tolerate a uh, a a white coach that doesn't know what he's doing for a lot longer than a black coach that does know what he's doing. Like, for example, uh, Flores in Miami. He, this is the first time they've had two winning seasons in, in, in what a decade. It's the first time that they've beaten the, the, the Patriots since Belichick was the coach. Like some of the stuff that he's done well, he'd like, he'll get hired, and now I'm reading that Jared Mayo is going to get the job in Houston. I think there'll be at least three or four more hires. Well, do you think the enemy actually, like, whether the Chiefs, like, win the Super Bowl or not, like, do you think this is his year he the gets next a shot? Year, he'll get a shot 100% in the next year. But it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's a problem, the league, because, like, the Rooney rule is a joke. How about Jesse's boy Gannon? <laughs> If somebody takes him, that's fine. Like Denver's going to interview him, but I, I, I do have to interject. I could totally him. see him. I could totally see him in Denver. I would take. Denver. I would take. I would take Zimmer as our our defensive coordinator in a heartbeat. I would drive to. I would drive to Minnesota, and pack him and his smoke show girlfriend up and help him drive back. <laughs> that that defense looked real good in seventeen when Nick Foles carved him up. Anyway, um, well, he wasn't the defensive coordinator. He was the head coach. <laughs> Well, I mean, he, is he not responsible for a little bit of the defense? <laughs> Listen, he's going but, out on dates in his log cabin with giving yeah. giving his girlfriend his log cabin. I, I just want to bring up the since Jesse you brought up Brian, Brian Flores, and of course we all love our our good friend of the pod, Michael Lombardi. <clears throat> apparently, he was, shit, that guy is get, 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 that fuck get that fuck nut <laughs> off the show. Apparently, um, Brian Flores, according to Michael Lombardi, Brian Flores wasn't shy about telling Tua. That he should that he should have yeah I saw I that, that. Yeah, I sent that article out earlier yeah that was great yeah and well now now he's retracting that statement he just like an hour ago Lombardi saying well those were my I think Flores in the NFL probably ripped his ass because if you look now he says oh those were my words not Flores's words I was mistaken like Lombardi's eating his words now I I don't doubt it's true I mean and that's what I they're mean, saying I mean basically they chose Tua and the GM over Flores and I think that's a mistake. I think he played – those players played hard. I think 100% Brian Flores will have a job in the next two weeks, no doubt in my mind. I think Jeremy was going to get a job 100%. Um, I think, you know, they're saying right now he's the top – it's his job to lose in Houston. I think Vance Joseph will get another shot. Um, the uh, Cardinals team with the coordinator, I, I, I think I think he's got a real shot. I think – We're leaving you know, out one name. We're leaving out one name that we all love near and dear to our hearts. Dougie There's P. Dougie P. I'm where, worried. Where, where does Big Balls Doug job. I think I think it is it is so this part is just I feel so bad that I think people interview him because like you have to. He's a Super Bowl winning coach. He's a career winning coach, you know, above five hundred with a ring. But I think people walk out and just I, I, I don't think he's gonna get another head coaching job in my opinion. I think he's gonna have to suck it up and coordinate don't you worry, pretty striped head. We're gonna get you back to Tyson and your cozy tiger bed. And then we're gonna find our best friend again.
and then we're gonna give him our best friend a hug. I miss him so much. Nick's growing on me. I said it, but I don't. And, I don't think Doug cares. Like, yeah, I, that's, that's, that's Jesse. I'm kind of with you, though, coach. Jesse. I think he's gonna have to take a step back as an O coordinator to get another shot. I don't think. I, I think he's. I think he's in the Jason Garrett realms. Like, guys don't respect him, and it's a shame. Like, I don't think Doug? he. Has, but Jesse, there's a part of me that I'm with him? you though. Like, yeah, I feel I think, like Dougie P. I think, like, I think yeah, I, he has to take a step back to go back up. I think he's got to. And I think he'd rather game. I think he'd rather just be on like a golf course, like yeah. smoking a, a a cigar, sipping on sipping beers, like, like what making four million this year again next year, and you know polishing polishing that polishing that ring, you know like. I mean, the the one thing you can look at that this list of coaches, right? Texans, Giants, Dolphins, Bears, Vikings, Broncos, Jags. I won't count the Raiders, right? What do they all have in common? No quarterback, quarterback. No quarterback. So, I mean, you know, you could argue that, okay, the, 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 the Joe Judge got inherited Daniel Jones, right? Did he, right? Yeah, no, he did. He didn't draft him. That, that was, that was under Ben Nagy. Matt Nagy just drafted Justin Fields after signing Andy Dalton and all that, and they still have uh, Big Dick, Nick, um, on the roster. You know, Urban Meyer had – Basically, I think Trevor, I, I, I think we're going to, you know, again, it's, I, you know, I'm not trying to be biased and we got you off. I think Trevor, I think that's the most appealing job is you have Trevor Lawrence, number one pick, and you have the third most cap space in the NFL to sign guys like, Oh, in Jacksonville. The only issue, the only issue down in, in Jacksonville that I'm reading is nobody wants to work for Trent Balky. He's a shitbag, And, mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of, I guess. And, you know, people are saying that, I guess that I heard that, like top candidates don't want to go there if Balky's still there. So, you know, that franchise is just, I mean, think about it. You're in Florida. It's not the cool part of Florida, but still Florida. No state income tax. You got Trevor Lawrence, number one pick. You got $60 million spending free agency. And guys are like, and yeah, the, fuck that and guy. The, and the first pick in the draft again. Yeah, and that's what I mean. So, like, it's and and supposedly like like they you know they Doug they like they want to Florida like, like all the top guys are going to go there but they were saying on Good Morning Football that uh, that like there's a you know age you know there there's rumblings that if Balky's still going to be there next year I'm out because apparently he's really tough to work with and it's like I'm is where I'm the shocked high about was that I'm shocked about the Houston one like yeah the, he got the a fact bummed. that like. They he didn't win a ton of games, but Four, he 13. didn't really. That's not bad, not good. But they didn't have, let's, go, let's go around though, Jesse. You're mentioning Houston. Who? What do we think the the group here or individually? What's the most attractive job on this list? If you guys were to want to be a head coach or have a guy that could oh fit? Jacksonville by a mile, really? Because you've got they're set up the best. They're set up the best. You've got a yeah. You've got a young quarterback. You've got the number one pick in the draft. You've got a shitload of free uh, salary cap space. And if you can put him in the right offense, he's going to look like the Clemson. Yeah. Um, Jesse. The Clemson Urban Meyer like, broke him. He, he didn't, it, you know, there, there's some guys you can watch in college and you can, you can say like that game, their game just isn't going to, to translate. Like um, the, the um like Ian book <laughs> yeah, like or but like and guys like um Johnny football 
Manzel and um, Tebow and guys like that, you can you know that their game isn't going to translate. But you watched the way that Trevor Lawrence could play and read a defense and just plant his foot and just rip the football down the field. He he could make every throw. And now and that, he's mo- like he runs a lot too. And I was reading that Urban wouldn't let him scramble like the first nine, ten weeks. Like he was not allowed to like run. Like, yeah, like he didn't want him running. And that's like part of the his year game. That, the year that he beat Alabama in the national championship, he put on a show on Alabama's defense. And Alabama's defense that year was they had like CJ like they I, I wasn't that like like they had like at least they had Jonathan Allen. They had like three or four guys that were first round picks on defense, minimum, minimum. Yeah, like, so I'd like, I'd like to disagree with all of you. I mean, I, Bill, I didn't hear you. You agree with Jacksonville? No, I, I well, to go different, just to make it fun to discuss. No, I, I want your honest opinion. I don't want you to just be different. No, I'm, just, I'm trying to think of the teams. It, it's, it's Houston, Jacksonville, New York. Texans, um, Giants, Dolphins, Bears, Vikings, Broncos, and Jags. I'm not counting the Raiders, but we'll see. I'm going to go I, on record. My favorite team, my my most popular job that I would want in the Vikings job. I mean, you have a quarterback potentially if you're going to keep Kurt for 45 this year. I part of me wants to lean to the Raiders. Um, you have Derek Carr, who is a, a unrespected quarterback, who's a top 12 quarterback in the NFL. You have Josh Jacobs, who's an absolute gamer. You have Crosby and Ndokwe on the edge. You have, you know, you have Darren Waller, one of the three best tight ends. You know, you're in a market where guys want to come if, if they can control themselves. But the only downfall on that is you got to play Mahomes twice a year and Herbert twice a year. So, I mean, you know, like it's but I think talent wise for currently constructed, I would say the Raiders have the best roster. But I think Minnesota has hands down if you have an offensive guy with with what they have on offense. I, I think Minnesota, I, you know, not to, well, we can let Matt take something, but I can tell you what, what I 100% guarantee is the worst job that nobody's going to want. But we, I, you know, I don't want to deprive Matt. We'll, we'll come back around to that. Matt. Well, no, I agreed. I agreed with Jesse. Oh, you think Jackson. Jags is, yeah. Jackson. So the worst job then, 100% the worst job is the New York football giants. Not <laughs> even close. Did, They're the going to be paying three head coaches next year. They're paying Pat Shermer. They did paid off McAdoo this year. They're paying Shermer and Judge next year and a new coach. They have no fucking quarterback. You got to decide on Saquon. Can't say healthy. Do you pay Saquon? They they already had the already they're already over the cap for next year by three million dollars. That means they can't sign their draft picks. They have sixty percent of their draft capital is on seven defenders who literally were like the bottom ranking of their position tier. Like that roster is bad. And, and, and you got to handle the New York media media every day. Like I would that. say Jags and Texans for me would be tied m- more of like the worst only because I, when you say roster, I look at the Texans roster and there's not one person on one of that roster, the Jags, like they have never been good on until like, I think 17 when, when they almost beat um, the Patriots. Um, yeah. That was the last time they were like good. And that was a long time, and they and they're the one of the, I mean they are the newest franchise them and the Panthers, so they've never been good. So that's that that's a, Jags, a they had two different runs. They had the Jags had Mark Brunel when they went to an AFC yeah. Championship. 
And then they had the Byron Leftwich years where they went to the playoff three straight years with MJD. I agree, they're not a flagship franchise. Yeah, they haven't under, been good. Under Khan, they've been a loser the entire time. I don't. I think since he bought them, they've been. And bad. how many years straight or throughout have they had top five, three picks? It's like oh, probably in the last seven, eight years minimum. Right. So it's like it's kind of like how I talk about the Sixers, right? You have an owner, right, and then he's putting a guy in place here with different GMs who he's just kind of just picking guys, right? Nobody likes Balky, you know, and we've known how bad he's been for years. So there's it starts from the top, right? Like no. I think the Giants will be all right because because Mara Mara's pretty good. Mara made a decision on this and he kind of he he was hesitant, but he made the the right decision. I can't verify, but I thought I heard a stat the Jets have won more games than them in the last like 10 years. Maybe the Giants. Like we we disregarded because of Eli's two ring years. They haven't made the playoffs in 11 years, I think I heard. So like, who do you want on the Texans? Like Brandon Texans, Cooks? I mean, you have Davis yeah. Mills, who I think is underrated as hell. He went to Stanford. Yeah. He got hurt a lot. And his senior year, he only played seven games. He's one of those, again, is he a franchise guy? I don't know. At the and Texans, they're paying a quarterback. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I mean, for now, and, you know, he actually is crazy. They got lucky this year because the way they did this deal, I read, they only had to pay him $10 million this year. Next year, it kicks into the thirty-five. So that's why it was a little different for them. But, no, I mean, I think the Texans are only a peg above the Giants for the worst shot. Like, it's not like – it's just the Giants have such – because they were talking about it. They were saying that, like, PFF had them with, like, six legitimate, like, NFL, like, starters on their team that were, like, ranked. So think about that. And they're over the cap already. And they have no quarterback. And it's like, what's one of those – and. Like, I don't know, and the New York media is going to be up your ass every day. So you got to have a kind of guy that's got, like, thick skin that can put up with that shit every day. So, I mean, because like I said, it's take away the two Super Bowl years, and those are two big years, and that's, that could be a question. You take two rings in, in, in 12 years, but those are your only playoff appearances. Yeah. Because that's basically what the Giants had. They have, they thousand only, percent, I take that. They haven't made the playoffs, and I think, I think, it's, I think it's 11 years. Because they won it in 09, and that was the last time they've been in the playoffs. That's great. The Giants did not make the playoffs throughout from 2010 to 20. Not, and it's like the football Giants. Yeah. So, you know. Good for I us. Guess, yeah. You know, that's good. It, it, you know, it's – you look at it, and it's, you know, it's – I don't have an ounce of sympathy for them. And, and, and it's one of those teams, too, where, like, Mara's, like, on, like on it now. Because the press conference, I think, was pretty good today when he was, like – I'm embarrassed. Like every game, every game that went on the last month, I became more and more embarrassed. And it's just, we have to start from scratch. And he's like, it's not going to be a quick fit. And that's what, so the flip side is though, that I'm reading now though, that like they want to bring in a GM and a coach and give them three or four years. So that, that might be a little bit of a stable job knowing that like you can't keep firing guys after two years. They've done it with McAdoo, Shermer, and now judge since Coughlin retired. So it's so they're gonna have four coaches in seven years. Yeah, that's 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 crazy. I mean, that's I mean, because they were talking about it on on one of the shows. Because on Collins, uh, you know, Collins right, Collins wrong. He was, you know, he apologized. You know, he he did. I'm wrong on Sirianni. He's like, you know, typically, you know, bake the coach on press conferences and whatnot. He's like, but you hear this guy talk week after week, and you're just like, my God, like what's going on upstairs? He's like, but then you watch his team, and he's like, this is one of the Hands down, the least talented team in the playoffs, yep. but they play hard. 
And I mean, and and, you look at Joe Judge, right? And Joe Judge is the guy like everyone's running laps. Uh, I don't give a shit. Don't talk back. I'm Bill Belichick. I'm I'm like I'm I come from that sort of world, and it just doesn't fly. I mean, know? people forget his first off season. The O line coach knocked him out in practice. Fucking decked him. I mean, <laughs> and it's so like, and that's what they're saying now that like he was way better at selling himself in the in, in the media and to management. But the players, and you saw it in their effort, got tired of his got tired of his stick because there was no meat with the potatoes, and you know, and that's the thing that I think Nick's proven to me that Doug proved to us too that like, listen, he's never going to wow us in front of the mic. That's fine. Like I'm not that doesn't bother me. But when you see guys going out there playing hurt, busting their ass, and you know, and and just you know, with veterans that are on their last leg and rookies trying to make it in this league and you're two and six, and these guys are, and a lot of them are playing for their NFL career. But you just see how like hard we played, and it just makes it at least fun to watch. And when you win, it's obviously that much better. But you know that's something that uh, you know I 100% will eat crow on that. Nick gets these guys ready every Sunday, and that's a huge part of being an NFL head coach. It's just I'm, guys buying in. I might I might bite my tongue for saying this, but like. And I might be totally wrong in, in a year or so, but I have a feeling that like this love for Frank Reich too is like I think kind of overblown. Like, don't get me wrong. Thank you, Frank Reich, for what he did for us. But as a head coach man, I mean, have going through what he did with Andrew Luck, right? G- getting um Philip Rivers to come there, now training for Carson Wentz, and the team that he has, I mean, inexcusable, right? This year. And then, like, now the, the whole organization between the owner is upset and now the GM is upset and won't even commit to Wentz, it's kind of like, is it an indictment on Frank? I don't know. I mean, Frank probably went to bat hard to get him. Yeah. And, I, and I'm kind of wondering, like, come on, Frank, you coach this team. You know, you're in charge of them. I mean, he's responsible for it just as much as – you know, that quarterback that I won't talk about anymore. I think it's the way they lost and who they lost to. Yes. Well, and it was it was wild because, like, middle of the year, he looked good. Yeah. Like, he didn't look great, but. Well, I think Jonathan Taylor made, like, covered up a lot of stuff. Like, like, yeah. But, like, he was, he was just like our running game. Was, right? Yeah. 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 Our running game, and, it's like we soon forget that, like, we've got no one on the other side of Devontae. Like no one, it's like, you know, we might have someone break through a game here, a game there for a series, but aside from Devontae, like we've set it up and down until we're blue in the face on this podcast, like Devontae needs help on that other side. And it's like our running game luckily has, you know, um, and I, I, I've never been more ecstatic watching an NFL team run the football than I have been this year. Like, I just, I just think it's. Every time they run the football, I am, I am ear to ear grins, man. I love it. I'll ha- I'll hand it to Bill. I mean, he said it's one in the trenches, right? I mean, he's yep. he's exactly he's proven the point that, you know, good offensive line, good pressure up front. I mean, then it helps control the clock too. Yeah, I mean, it'll be, from what I understand, the weather of Sunday's game is going to be in our favor as well. I mean, we're talking like. 30 to 40 mile an hour wind gusts 
severe th thunderstorms. Like this could be a, a run ball off game. You yeah. Know? They got pretty good run defense. So. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, the weather, I mean, the weather could be an issue, but I actually was reading today how they're saying the, the percentage of rain's going this far. It could rain for 10, it could, you don't know, but Brady played in New England all them years. I think he'll, he'll manage it. Um, I mean, we could, we could, you know, if you guys want to navigate to the game now, because I think, I think we're naturally segue, segueing our, our, our conversation here to I think uh, this Sunday's is game. Us, this game and the Cowboys game, I think is like the games that like, are really hard to peg down because they yep. can go so so either way because it's and again I don't care about stats like I mean I do but I don't like you hear things like Tom Brady's got 34 playoff wins to the Eagles 23 in their franchise history like those things like don't matter but like but they, they do <laughs> they kind of do in the sense just because like like Tom knows what, like what to do in these games and I listen I have no no fear with Jalen like Jalen has been in big games he's ready to go upstairs thing with Jalen that is going to have to happen is I think he's going to have to make more than like, I think watching the, like some, some of the games on TV with him more and more um, over again, rather I meant to say is he makes like, I mean, he, he's got an arm he can make all the throws, but a lot of it is a couple like really good two, three throws. Like he's going to have to make some really good throws consistently. Cause I, I, I think this is, I, I think this defense is the biggest worry. Cause you know, he, he, People want to look at the final score from week six, 28 to 22. That stopped. They took a knee at the five. With we we scored with 5:54 to go in the fourth quarter. They didn't. We didn't get. They didn't give the ball back to us. And they got to the five and took a knee to end the game. Like that game was not as close as people think it was. And that I think we were a different team. We only ran the ball nine times that game. To shoot, yeah, obviously we're we're playing different. And people want to say, oh, they don't have Gronk and AB. I'm sorry. Uh, Godwin and AB, they had 11 catches game one. Gronk didn't play game one, all right, against us this year. And if you don't think Gronk's still the GOAT, then you don't have been watching him lately because he's had back-to-back 100-yard -back games the last two weeks, and he looks good. So I think it's one of those games that I think, you know, for us to win, we have to play better than we have all year. Like, our defense is top, worse in the NFL in sacks with 16. I think we're worse for second worst in takeaways. Like, that's not going to beat Tom Brady in a playoff game. It's just not. Well, so, and, Ari and Arians is no schlub either. So, like, Nick's going to have to be on his game too. So, it's like – and they're getting back JPP, Shaq Barrett, one of the best linebackers. Lafate David's questionable, but, you know, he might give it a go. And then you get Leonard and, Fournette. And, uh, uh, yeah, Fournette's back too. Yeah, yeah so see, that's – man, that's – I don't think – you know, I'm not doom and gloom. Like, I mean, Vegas today I was rating. I mean, it's up – the, the, the spread open at seven. Now it's nine. Like, they have, like, their top guy, the Gamlin guys have, like, 34-10, 37-13. I don't see that happening. Um, I hope it's the fourth quarter game we ever shot, like, in the fourth quarter, maybe either way. Like, we're going to need them to fumble a punt. Maybe Brady, maybe Brady does get a sack fumble here and there because, you know, it's – when you look at our defense, like, we're in the we're in the 20s for everything. <laughs> like, and, and, and I know stats don't matter, like – but they do when you're playing in the playoffs. So I think like this game comes down to Jonathan Gannon and can he do some stuff to kind of confuse Brady, which is hard because when you sit back and don't blitz, like we did week six, he took, he, he, he completes 80% of his passes and the game's over. You blitz Tom Brady has the highest QBR in the history of the NFL against the blitz. 
So it's like, and so it's kind of one of those, you got to pick your poison. Um, so that's why, you know, I, that's why I wanted the Rams. God damn it. And you know, um, you know, and, and I think it's, it's, you know, I, I, I think the Eagles are going to, we have enough veteran guys on the O line to, you know, and, and on defense too, to, to get, to get ready for the game. Um, it's, it's, I think it's just, we have to play our best game of the year that, Better than any game we played this year, I guess I'm trying to get out. There's no game this year that we played even at our best that could beat this team on Sunday, in my opinion. We can't, we have to play at a level better than we have, but that's the playoffs. So maybe it's like one of the guys, Fletcher Cox. He had, again, he's not at a position that, that is that is sack-driven for statistics, but he had three and a half sacks this year, worst of his career. He had two in one game against who's eating Gribble Grape. And he had a half one against the Cowboys in garbage with the first quarter. That means he had one sack in 15 games and he's supposed to be our best defensive lineman. Like that's not good enough. He had his lowest amount of pressures and QB hits of his career this year. Like, did you see the stats for Javon Hargraves though? What's that? No, I did not. I, no, no, that's I'm, I'm not. We, we have guys that have played at an elite level in playoff time, especially with, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. with, uh, uh, you know, uh, Fletcher Cox and and Slayer's not a, not a playoff time, but Slayer's playing like an elite cornerback. Cause, you know, that's one thing. The first couple of days, listening to this was the first week that I turned on sports radio a little bit for, for Philly sports radio to kind of get the pulse of the city. And I was just curious to see. And like everyone was kind of harping on, oh, they don't have Godwin, they don't have AB. I didn't hear Mike Evans' name until Wednesday come out of people's mouths. He's one of the best receivers in the NFL. And I get it, it's yeah. you know, Slayer on him on an island. And so you hope, best case scenario, maybe he catches four or five balls for like 40, 50 yards. That would be an amazing game to Colt Evans to. But then if you don't think Brady will dissect us with Gronk, Scotty Miller, and Tyler Johnson, like I know those aren't household names, but it doesn't matter. And, and O.J. Howard. Yeah, like, and Cameron Brate, like Brady. Oh, Brate, Brate's his boy. And if you don't think Brady has a heart on for us still, like oh, and like that motivates him, you know. That's why I guess, I guess the fans that are like confident we're gonna win, which is cool. I get it. Like 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 I like the cousin off on fans like me on Monday. I listened to him a little bit about how get out, you know, we're crazy, you know. But how you know how can you not be confident we're gonna win this game? I just you know I say, not shame on you because you have every right to be excited. The Eagles made the playoffs when we didn't think they had a chance to. But I also think you got to understand that, like I said before, and I'll shut up, but you guys go, we have to play a better game on defense than we played at any of our 17 games this year. And I don't know if we can do it, but we're going to have to. So I mean, don't, don't forget the, the Bucks are also a team that has played really bad this year. So didn't the, I mean, didn't the Saints shut them out? They didn't, they didn't, but they're one of those teams that the Saints, you know, they don't play the Saints well. I mean, the Bucs have won seven of eight. Like, last week, you know, Carolina has the number number two ranked overall defense in the NFL, I'm pretty sure. I don't want to misspeak, but you can check that. And they put up 34 on them. Like, it was nothing. A division team, and those, um, they didn't have, you know, and, and they didn't have Leonard Fournette. You know, they didn't have JPP. You know, like, I think the Bucs are a team – that's gearing up for the playoffs. Like they got ready. And again, it's not, and I, I do think John's right when he says it, I tease him, but he's right. Any given Sunday, who the fuck knows what happens? 
Maybe Mikey, Mike Evans comes up limp on the first quarter on something. Lenny repops that hit. Like, things happen. Injuries happen. Like, crazy shit happens. Maybe we block a field goal and take it back for seven. Like, that's how you see a team like this. Or this is the Slim Reapers uh, game where he just goes off like he did in the natty last year for three for three touchdowns yeah but that but that also you have to rely on Jalen being like throwing dimes yeah like just absolutely throwing dimes exactly and he can he can yeah. but he's i think that's again, what bill's get getting to. at though bill's I was getting, getting get at up but, again i was getting no. get to he's been so good because he's been throwing the ball 20 25 times you're gonna have to throw the ball more than that to beat tom brady i think i think I, you know, if, if game plans go how they were supposed to, I think he's going to be in that 30, 35 range. That's when I get a little worrisome that uh, that's a lot of throws for Jalen. That's when we get in the issues. The, but, you know, I guess basically come down to one thing. And then I, I, I see that question. I promise I'll shut up now. If we fall behind by double digit points in the first half, I think it's over. I think it's going to be a bad game. I think we got to come out early and be in this game. Like score a touchdown the first drive, a field goal. Like we, I mean, the, the last month of the season, we've been down double digits every team we played. That like and that's you can't, you can't yeah. do that against this team. You just can't. That's one of my things I wanted to bring up. One of my concerns, again, to Bill's point, I think you know, you know, I'm I'm eating crow on this team this year. Like 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 John brought up last podcast, you know pulling some of the some of the comments I made uh, in in the beginning of the year and I'm glad I was wrong. I also said that. I said I hope I was I hope I was wrong and I was wrong. And I'm happy I I will, I, I I am wrong and I'm 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 happy that you know we get some Eagles post game uh, uh postseason this year. But like you know, I think Bill brings up a good point about the defense. Um and one of the points I made uh, you know, a few weeks back was my main concern with this team. And the frustrating thing is watching them sometimes is the lack of consistency. So you don't know what Eagles defense we're going to get this Sunday. The hope is, is that we get one that's, you know, meaner than the dog shit and tax. And that's what we're going to need to be Brady. Um, you know, we're going to need consistency out of Jalen's, you know, throws. We're going to need consistency out of the run game. I mean, it's all we're going to have to be hitting on firing on all cylinders. Doesn't I'm not saying it, it can't happen. And, you know, and it and I think this is one of these games. If you look at the playoff schedule and the teams that are playing, I think I agree with I think, Bill, you also said it, too. I think the Eagles Bucks and is the one game with the 49ers and Cowboys that like, you know, it, it's. These these games are hard to peg down, you know. I think they're. I think when you really look at it, it you know, so many things can go either way. Um, but it's just really, I guess, because we're so close to this, the Eagles team, it's it's easy for us to dissect our concerns about them. Um, but you know, I, that was my my biggest concern is like it, it, what I've always you know, been preaching at, you know, as my main frustration with this team all year is, is lack of consistency. Um, they're going to need to be consist- doing everything consistently well to assure that, you know, we're in a good place to beat the Bucks. And also Bill, you made a great point. Um, you know, we can't fall behind. 
if we fall behind on on this team, at, at, and I think from this, say we beat the Bucks and we move on to the next round, we're not gonna, we can't fall behind early either. Like those, 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 those games are are over. Like we can't, we can't come out, you know, sluggish. We have to be, we have to come come out, punch these teams in the mouth, and if we fall behind, I think we're in real trouble. Um, I mean, that's, that's where I, that's where I am with it. Um, I, I, I think Matt, that I, you got a lot of good points there. I, I think that you have to play, you're in the playoffs. You want to say you want to play near perfect football, right? Everyone needs to do their job. And then some, there's going to be guys that are going to have to make a play. A Jalen Rager is going to have to catch every ball thrown his way. There's not going to be, you can't have drops. Like you can't have the dropsies. Mm-hmm. Guys who are banged up, a Miles Sanders, if he plays, he's got to not be able to fumble the football if it gets wet and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, I mean, I don't want to put all the pressure on him, but we always say that the quarterback is the most important position in football. And these are the games that I always hoped that a guy like Carson Wentz, who I hate to say the name, but when we had him as a quarterback, these are the games that – you know, you need to grow as a as a professional player when you're young, right? You need to get that playoff experience to understand what it's about, to even think about possibly maybe getting to a Super Bowl, right? Not to throw that word Super Bowl lightly, but these are the these are the games, right? But that's what we're playing for. So yeah. Right. Now everyone's zero zero. The lucky thing about us is we've actually seen seen this team mm-hmm. early in the season. So we got a little bit of tape on them, right? That's a positive thing. And then you look at the way Jalen played that game, you know, having two touchdowns, you know, rushing touchdowns um, is a benefit for us. You know, it, all intents and purposes, Tom Brady, as we know, if he stays in the pocket and he has all the time in the world, yeah, he's going to kill you. Um, if we get to him like we did in the Super Bowl um, a few times, um, it's going to rattle him. And that's what we need to do to bother him. Now, on top of that, there are some injuries. And listen, you take away two damn good receivers, you know, off that team. Yeah, you're going to take a little bit of a. I, I think you take a little bit off of the off the the hype for them. Fournette, I understand he's coming back to practice. Great, he's still banged up a little bit. Um, and then their secondary from the beginning of the season has been, I mean, decimated with injuries and hasn't been great. Um, and some of the teams that they lost to, like they lost to Washington, who we played pretty tough the last game. We probably should have beat handedly more, but you know, a tough, a tough team, right? Um, we blew out the Saints. Um, you know, they lost to the Saints. So you kind of look at a lot of things, you're kind of like, oh, okay, you know, they're but you you don't you forget that they're the defending champions too. You don't, you don't, you know. We're not sitting here, you know, putting up old to more material, I hope. But it's, it, you know, there's a lot of things there's going a, on. They, they have their people listening. To, to sure. get the Pulse, the Bucks, they have the people listening to Forfeit. They know what's oh, up. Oh, absolutely. But, but there's that. Okay. Here's I mean, the, God, yeah, sorry. Sorry. You, you finish, John. No, you got it. No. The, the one thing that we do have going for us is that Jake Elliott. Nobody expected us to be. Nobody expected us to be here, and this team feels like they're playing with house money. 
They're running the ball better than anybody in the league. And all they need is a little bit of confidence. All they need is a little bit of confidence. If they score first or or they force Brady into an into a, into a mistake, like I think you guys we, we already mentioned it. This is we are a team that Brady hates. We beat him when he played near perfect. We played better and beat him. And if things aren't going right, at the and we jump to a lead, or we pick him or something like that, he's going to start pressing, and it it will be it will be. This is a team that's going to be hard to beat. But if we are beating them, this is a team that I think could fall apart. The the Bucks are absolutely a team with everything that's that's going on. They, they could absolutely fall like start to self destruct. So. We, we just have to play them tough and make no mistakes. Like, and if you can do that and they can get through this game with a, with a win, there's no team in the NFC that is going to want to play the Eagles after that. Nobody's going to want to play the Eagles. The one thing I wanted to, I wanted to say about Jalen Hurts, though, and I know I put a lot of pressure on him because I have a lot of hope and excitement for him. Like, he he's used to being in these situations, right? He's played for – Oh, yeah. As you know, Jesse, the, the 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 powerhouse in college football. Then he transferred, right? And he, he's he's played at this level before. Now, granted, we're in the NFL now, different story, right? But he's already a season and a half, season and a quarter in, you know, is his career. He has the tools, you know. Just hopefully he's been able to get coached up and he has the moxie to sort of lead this team whether it be with his feet when he needs to, whether it be making great throws or making just right decisions or right calls of the line. Like I hate to put it all on him, but like if I, if after this game, I look at the Eagles losing, but, but Jalen hurts played a good game and doesn't have a disastrous game. I think this is, I think this is a positive thing. If this team gets blown the fuck out and Jalen hurts throws three interceptions, it's going to be a fucking long off season. 100%, John. I think how we play is going to dictate how we feel, you know, whether, you know, just assuming we don't win at all. I'm not, I'm not trying to be negative, Nancy, but how this game ends on Sunday can dictate, you know, we lose 27-23 on a last-minute Brady drive for a touchdown. We can walk out of there saying, all right, we got mm-hmm. something. But it's 34-10 and we get boat raced, then it's like, again – not end of the world, you know, but it's definitely like, here come the question marks. Here, here it comes. Here it comes. So I think that's because I think, you know, in a nutshell, this game comes down to, and this is where my confidence is really shattered with this team is Bruce Arians is going to dissect this fucking defense. And I think that's what like, not that we're like, not, I mean, Brady obviously has to perform it, but Bruce Arians is one of the great best offensive minds in the NFL. So he's already seen this defense, and with the exception of Slay, you know, I mean, McLeod can, can play a little bit, but, I mean, he's not covering Gronk. He's fucking 5'10", Gronk 6'6". Like, Steven Nelson's, you know, oh, signing with Steven Nelson, a classy move by the Eagles today, paying him his roster bonus because he had to play 92% of the snaps to get it, and he was over 90 to get it, and he was at 92 before the Cowboys game. Since they benched him, he fell to 85%. So they felt bad for doing that. So they gave him the roster bonus for 375 still. Classy move by the Eagles. Um, But uh, back to the defense, I don't think – because, like, I was reading, like, a Rube article. And and this is a topic we can talk about in a little bit today or another time. 
Is there any Philly writers that I like? I don't know if I like any Philly cut feet writers for the Eagles. Like they're all shit bags. But I was reading a Rube article. Sorry, brethren. Um, but wow, I mean, wait, 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 make friends in the industry here, bro. If we see Dave Zagaro and Ruben again at PJ's, I'll, I'll, I'll say, I'm, I'm, I'm on, I'm on now. And he, 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 he doesn't mean, he does not mean that. He has to be, I know. Edit button, edit button. But um, <laughs> I think because they were talking about it today, you know, um, I think it was on Good Morning, Minimum, one of the shows, NFL Access or whatever. And you know, they were being real positive with the Eagles. They're like, with the run game, you control the clock, you keep Brady off the field, that's how you win. You know, maybe you block a punt or, you know, you get a big kickoff return and up the field. Like, there's ways to win. Like, we're not like we're not the Steelers and Chiefs where there's, if you're a Steelers fan, just, just hang it up. Like, you're not touching the Chiefs on Sunday night. Like, we're not in that position. But what I will say is what you said earlier, John, about how we have an advantage we played the Bucks. Well, they know our defense, too. So with Bruce Arians and Tom Brady have all week to decide how they want to attack this defense, that's what kind of gets me like, fuck. Like, they've seen what we have. Like, we blitzed 11 times that first game and didn't, didn't touch Tom Brady. Like, didn't even touch him. Like, our strength apparent on defense is supposed to be our D-line. Well, the Bucks have the sixth highest rated offensive line in the NFL. They're all under 30. They're all first-round picks. Like, they don't let Tom get touched. And their center is kind of their go piece. That Ryan Jansen, he's he's a nasty kind of guy, step when you're on the pile kind of guy. Like I was reading about it, like they take pride in nobody touching Tom Brady. Like that's like their mindset when they go into the game. Like you don't touch Tom, he's our guy. And like that's where it's like, even if we blitz and he's the best quarterback ever against the blitz, our linebackers and safeties can't blitz for shit. Like, they can't get to a quarterback. We have 16 sacks in 17 games. Like, that's bad. So, again, not that it couldn't happen. Maybe they get off a block, Fournette slips, and Singleton gets through. Like, I get it. Like, shit, good good things can happen, so you can't be, like, Debbie Downer. Like, it's not going to happen. It's just when you try to, like, peel back the onion, and like, all right, well, we can do this. Uh, like, you know, it's once you get past the running game and Jake Elliott, it's like, man, like – we really are up again. And if you said it, like, these are the champs who want to go back to back. And, like, like especially now that Aaron Rodgers is going to win MVP and, and, you know, it's debatable between, you know, if it should be Brady or Joe Burrow. Like, that kind of shit fuels Tom Brady. And when you see all these crazy stats about how, I mean, he has more playoff wins than, like, they said, like, nine teams combined, like, Eagles. He has 11 more than the Eagles in the franchise history. And I know it's just a stat. Every year is different. But it just shows you, to Jesse's point, which I would not disagree with, but if there's one quarterback that can handle being down 14 nothing in the first quarter, it's Tom Brady. Like, he's going to get mad and maybe press a little bit, but he we were beating his ass the entire Super Bowl game, and he, and he took the lead in the fourth quarter on us. I mean, we can't forget that. That he, we played, we gave him haymaker after haymaker, and he was just like, all right. And we took out Brandon Cooks, one of his best targets. He said, all right, I'll throw to Edelman more. I'll throw to Gronk more. So, like, that's where it's just, can we win? Yeah. I really don't think this is, again, I, I think the only game that's already marketed in the books is the Steelers game. Like, that game's going to be 40 to 10, put it down. Like, that's not, it's just going to happen. But I think for us to win, we got to win a 23-20 game. Like, I think it's got to be low 20s. Because we're which not, is, but, which is almost the score. That, I mean, twenty-eight, twenty-two was 
you know, week week five. Week I know it's final score, but it was, it was really 35-22 because they were showing that, like, they got we scored with 554 to go, and it was third and seven, eight-yard pass, third and four, eight, six-yard pass, third and three, ten-yard run. They were at the five and took a knee with a minute to go. So, I mean, they were going to mm-hmm. punch it in. It just – but we came back. It showed, it showed that Jalen wasn't afraid of Tom Brady. So I will. Did Gronk play that game? I don't think he. I'm looking at the not, stats. He didn't, did not he didn't play. play. No, OJ Howard had six catches and Brake did not play either. So that's the thing. It's like no, Brake played because he, he had three no, receptions. No, Brake did play. You're right. But if you're telling me, if, if you're telling me, we could play against Godwin and AB over Gronk, I'd say all day because Gronk is literally gonna. I just can already see it. He's going to have those 15, 22-yard chunk plays on Singleton. They're going to put T.J. Edwards on him. He's going to chew him up. They're going to drop down Harris or, or McLeod. And it's just I'd rather play Godwin and A.B. than Gronk on the field, in my, just in my opinion, because Gronk's been doing this for 10 years, and he knows it's go time. And, like, that's what's scary when you watch their last two games. And now get it, the Jets, they had to come back on. Jets, Jets played the Bills tough. I mean, the Jets have play hard for Robert Sala. But the Carolina game, just watching Gronk, like they were they were going over it today. I mean, he made Shaq Thompson, who's one of the best cover linebackers, who's 6'3", look stupid all game. He had seven for 132 yards, and he it was it was and you could and like he was just running through fucking tackles like they're kids. And it, and I'm just picturing like Steve Singletary's fucking hair flying, trying to chase them, you know. And it's just like again. Not to him, you know, maybe he gets up, he poked the ball out on one of the catches. It's possible. So, like, I I mean, I am not saying that we don't have a shot. It's just my we have to play an A-plus game, and they can play, a, I feel, a B-minus game and beat us is what was my point. Like, do you think, they don't do have to play think, perfect to beat us, but we got to play perfect to beat them. Do you think that Jonathan Gannon getting looks as a defensive coordinator also um, helps us here? Like, you know, if I'm, if I'm him – I kind of want to, you know, I want to put my resume out there and show them what I can do. And if I can be Tom Brady, man, that really helps my, you know, my next job, if, if that's what he's. Well, yeah, um, I mean, I'm sure, you, you know, he, he, he's, you know, he's because apparently the Denver thing is because the new Denver GM was in Minnesota with Gannon. So there's ties. He likes Gannon from Minnesota. And again, I don't think Gannon's a moron. I, I think part of his issue is we don't have the the studs he needs. Cause I mean, he called it, we, you know, he calls it the umbrella, the shell. He plays Tampa two. It's a Tampa two defense where he always has two deeps. He always has somebody deep. He doesn't want to get beat by the home run ball. Well, you're playing into Tom Brady's hands now because the seams in the middle of the, between the numbers is where Tom Brady's lived for 20 years. So it's like when we say, yeah, we wanted the Bucks maybe for their defense. Cause they're a little reeling against the run lately. I mean, Brady was saying, "Oh, it's going to be a tough game and everything like that." And I saw him. I saw him on the uh, the Le- he, he was on LeBron show, the shop or whatever, recently, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of weeks ago, whenever it was. And he's like, "95 percent of what I say in press conferences is bullshit." He's like, "He's like, ain't nobody going to touch me." Like, I, like, and and like, I know he's a piece of shit because we we hate him, but like, he, I, I admire that that he's just like, "Fuck you, dude!" Like. You know, come at me. I got 10 Super Bowls. I won seven, took two crazy catches to beat me. Eagles, I feel like the Eagles were the only team that really beat him. Because he, yeah, at some point, at some point, no, I'm I'm sorry, I interrupted. Go ahead. 
No, no. And, and you're going to say at some point he's going to go down. You're right. Yeah. But the guy had 5,000 yards this year, most of his career, over 5,300, most of his career. 43 fucking touchdowns. Led the league in completions. Completions percentage, he was second. Like, QBR, second behind eight. Like, the guy is an MVP. Like, the 44 number shouldn't even matter. Like, forget the 44 number because the guy, and it's not like he's thinking and dunking, like, that he's, he's throwing 40 yard bombs to fucking Mike Evans on a dime. Like, Tom Brady is at such a level, and, like, it's just, I feel like his heart on for us is going <laughs> to, this is like a bad thing that he's the kind of guy that it won't cloud his head. It just makes him more focused to be like, fuck the Eagles. I don't care who's coaching, who's playing. I see Eagle green. They ruined my documentary year. Cause that was the whole year. He, he had the documentary, the documentary where they were going to follow him around. They followed him around all year, culminating. Um, you know, you that, know. that thing's on now. You can watch that. It goes yeah. from every Super Bowl year. Oh, no. okay. So, but like, I remember like, he didn't want to release it at all after that year. I was reading that he was so fucking embarrassed. He's like, I don't want it out. Like, fuck this. Yep. So I like, knowing the kind of guy he is, that Mamba mentality he has, like, yeah. it's like, it's like, poof, I hope it's a fucking tight, like, like 80 mile an hour wins and he can't grip that ball. Cause if it's any kind of like decent conditions, well, don't worry. He'd have it deflated anyway. Yeah. But so. and you know what? They brought that up on one of the callers. Brought it up, and Mr. Nelly was like, "Actually, after they inflated the ball that game, he was like 18 for 20 with three touchdowns. He plays better with the inflated ball." Did I mean, you the see, ball um, they changed it. Did you see um, the the guy from the uh, the linebacker from the fucking uh, DJ Williams? Mary played for the Broncos. He was yeah. on a podcast with uh, Lashawn McCoy. I forget what the podcast was. And he was talking about how apparently Josh McDaniels, when Josh McDaniels was the coach there, um, their film guy got caught filming the, the North 49ers practice. Did they really? Yeah. I mean, that, that's McDaniels with another team. Do it. Like, I, I get it. You want, you want every competitive advantage. But it's like, man, if, you've got, if you're that good and you can bring it, like, there's no one a team. But, uh, but I guess in the NFL, you look for that any, any, in professional sports and period. I guess any kind of little thing gives you that, I mean, you know, gives you that edge. So and that's why that, that's why uh, Doug and his guys, when they did walkthroughs and stuff, they, they only, when they, I think what it was, was when they were on the field practicing, they ran fluke plays. That's smart. And when, only when they did the walkthrough in the hotels, when they actually put the real shit in that they were running. No, Because they were like, we, we just didn't know. And we're like, we were going to take a chance. It's um, not, it's, well, I mean, yeah. it, this team, you know, definitely, I don't question, like I said, I'm not worried about Jalen's upstairs. I think he's proven that, I mean, he can handle, you know, the media, us, and he, you know, he, he's, he's not intimidated. I don't think there's any game that's too big for him. Like, he's not going to be like, oh my God, it's the playoffs. I got those nervous knees. I think, I think he's a gamer that kid that, that he'll be, he'll be fired up and play even better. So I think it's, I don't think we're gonna not be not be able to score a couple touchdowns, a couple field goals. Um, but I think again, like I said, our success on offense has been limit the throws to the twenties and just pound the rock. And that's fine to do, but if we don't like get gash plays for like 15, 20 yards runs here and there to kind of chunk the field down, I just don't think we're gonna be able to score because I just don't think our defense is gonna slow this offense down for Tampa. Like, I think a lot of fans are keying into the Godwin and AB thing. It's like, 
Brady's been playing with Scotty Miller for three years, had a 50-yard touchdown in the NFC Championship last year, had a 33-yard touchdown this past week. Like, he knows Scotty Miller. Tyler Johnson, again, not, a, not, not an amazing player. He's a second-year player, had 32 catches this year, I looked. But Brady played with him for two years. He knows how to play in the system. Like, Brashard Perriman, nothing amazing. Has two 70-yard touchdowns since being on the Bucks in the last month. Like, they have guys that are capable. Like, I don't the, want to – like, they're depleted. The one thing, though, is they have not seen – and you guys have all mentioned it. The way that Jalen Hurts is playing right now and the confidence he's, that he's got, their defense is going to have to play 11 on 11. No. Right. And it's going to open everything else up. And Jalen is going to be able to gash them by himself. What if all of a sudden Nick and, and Jonathan Gadden were, were playing this whole season with like a base offense and a base defense? That's They're like, watch this. We're going to just flip everything upside down. You know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's kind of what we have to do. I think, dude, I think we got to go out balls that like, we're going to need I'm not talking safety like, boots every time, but we need like a trick play on offense, like a reverse. Maybe Devontae throws a pass to somebody like, or whatever. Like we're going to need to play I like, mean, that. and you know, you, you, got, up, you guys have a monster game is Dallas Goddard's got to have a monster game. From yep. Well, yeah. and Goddard was, he's Goddard one of our only guys that can consistently catch the ball. So well, Goddard wasn't the, in that, that first Tampa game. Yeah. It's got it was hurt. No, no and, and I agree. Like he's become finally. I didn't know why Jalen was avoiding him. He's fucking six six. He should be your safety blanket, dude. You can't miss him on. You can't overthrow him. Like you can just fucking find him on the field. And Dallas is a great blocker. Now, what I, I, I'm not saying say I'm worried. I know Dickerson's been playing great, and Kelsey is Kelsey. I I, I don't know how banged up he is, but we didn't play Vita Vea the first time we played them. And Via Vea might be the best nose tackle in the NFL. So, I, like, that worries me. Adamican Sue, monster. JPP, monster. You know, luckily, their linebackers, like uh, uh, Levante David, he might play, but Devin White has had an off year. I mean, he was an all-pro last year, but he's had a, a down year, and I heard Aaron's today that his confidence is rattled. He's making bad guesses on run plays, so, like, I agree their defense isn't what it was last year, but Antonio Winfield's back and kind of getting healthy. Great safety back there. You know, they have Sean, that guy, Sean something bunting. He's the starting one quarter. He's going to be back playing Devonta Smith. So I think, and I think the the fact that these guys all mainly have, except for maybe one or two guys, but I don't think it's that. They've all were all champions from last year. So they know what it takes too to like, you know, suck it up. So, and that's why I'm I'm not, not a fearful, but like if we were playing like the Rams, maybe or like even the Cowboys, I feel like teams will take us lightly because it's like oh Eagles nine and eight. Da-da-da. I don't think Tampa's going to do that. Like I think Tampa respects the game enough to be like, hey, last year we almost lost to Washington in Washington. Like we had to play them for four quarters. Like I think they're going to. I guess I'm saying they're 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 not going to overlook us. Like, they're not going to be, oh, who do we play next week? No, they know the Eagles are going to strap it on and bring it. So, like, those are all things that, again, we got to play an A game, and they can probably play a B-minus game and win still. So it's just a matter of, you know, we got to show up. Like, Hutchins got to play out of his mind. And I'm reading today, Josh Fett hasn't practiced all week because he's sick now. Like, is it fucking COVID? Like, like that's a huge thing. 
So it's like, and then, you know, and then they're claiming that Miles didn't have a wrap on in his hand. Well, I don't know how you literally fracture your hand two and a half weeks ago and don't, and it just healed. I mean. Depends what kind of wall you punch. Yeah. So it, 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 Speaking from experience over and here. If we want to, if we want to talk about hands, did anybody see that picture that I sent in the chat about uh, JJ? Yeah, oh, with the thumb or the finger or whatever. His, his finger mom, made a right turn. And his he mom got like, uh, he got like Brian Balding. Brian Balding played her. He's a good guy. Shut up, Mama JJ. I mean, I I get it's a bad look when your mom's defending him, but like, I mean, maybe that does explain why that ball went no, right through his hands. He's a good kid. Like, like he's not an idiot. Like, he ain't talking shit to the Matt, media. Did you see the picture? Up. It's like a Baldinger special. Yeah, yeah. like his yeah. finger literally made instead of like bending like it normally does, it went to the right. Yeah. Now I think. Yeah. Now they they said after the game that he went on IR. So, you know, at, at the time I was like, hmm, I wonder if that's just, you know, roster fuckery to get him off and get somebody else on. And then you see that picture and you're like, oh, hmm. that's probably why he wasn't able to catch catch that football. No, so that, and, and, yeah, and, do it. And he's a good kid. He's not – Brager for me is tough to root for because he's got a mouth on him and, and the Twitter thing and he's whatever. I, I And I know he gets shit on, but JJ's eating it every – he eats it and he don't, he don't talk shit back. Like he's not well, a bad and, kid. And he – you know, it, it's not – it's not his fault where he was drafted. All no, he can no. do is do the best he can with what he's got. And right yeah. now he's a, he's a blocker and he plays special teams and he does that well. And that's earned him a roster spot. So, yeah. you know, no, that's, and, you know, and that's and, fine. And it's important. And, and somebody called in too today about like, there's, you know, does Sirianni make adjustments in the sense that, you know, in the last month of the season, Quez, and Greg Ward are light years playing better than Rager. Why do you, why do you have to put Rager out there? He hasn't earned the snaps. Why don't you put Quez out there and, and Rager in the slot? I mean, Ward in the slot. Like, this is a game where you can't worry about, oh, well, he's supposed to be a part of our future. Fuck that. Quez is playing. I'm mean, not Quez. Yeah, yeah, Quez is playing great. And, and Greg Ward stepping up lately. Like, and him and Jalen are close. Like, I'm okay seeing 18 on the bench this entire I think game. we were saying like, this earlier in the week or after the game. It's like now's not the time to to develop and wait and see. Like and we need to go with let Nick pick his roster this week, Howie. Sit on your ass. Yeah. Let Nick do his job. Nope. No. God, I held it in for an hour and a half. I didn't say nothing bad about it. I can't we've entered we've we've entered that. the we've entered the the point in the season where it's it's time to produce And I mean like guys like Huntley, like Hunt like there's no reason Rager, what a breath of fresh air that kid is. There's no reason Rager should be should be returning punts on Sunday. Right. You know what was weird with that? That he was at, uh, Nick Sirianni was asked about that, and he said that I think it was on Monday. He's like, I, it's kind of it's going to be kind of hard for him to, you know, get elevated. And I wonder why that changed after the fact because this week they elevated him and he's going to play. I like, think the Miles. I think the Miles situation. I think. Yeah. Well, no, it was I think they also went back and watched. Well, no, I'm just saying, Jesse. Like, they're not sure if Miles is going to really be able to play. So I think they want to have all their running backs on deck. It's like if Miles is out. I know we have Boston's been playing good. I don't think Howard's going to play. I, I mean, he might play, but I don't think he's going to be. I think he's fucked up still. I think it's going to be a lot of Boston and Kenny game, which is fine. I mean, you're going to dress one of them. Seven running backs. What's that? 
address like seven running backs? We're going to address, I'm saying Miles, but I, I don't think he's going to play much personally. Go ahead. Boston. Go ahead. I don't know if Jordan's going to address. I think he could be a scash, but we're going to address Gatewell and Boston for sure. And then Huntley. And I think Huntley's sure, I, but I don't think we're going to, you know, that's six, but I don't think we're going to address Jordan Howard. But Huntley's taken Huntley's taken um, JJ spot, so like that's not a you know that's a. But I think also too, Johnny, we, we might see Boston in the slot more, maybe Huntley in the slot. Getting like we might see Gamewell playing more in the slot because he's got like. Not, I mean, according Gainwell, to the wire, he's playing. Howard's playing, so. Yeah, I, I mean, so I, I, you know, maybe th- this is part of their plan, though, where they're going to have. Three running backs out there, some crazy plays. Like maybe this is what we're gonna see. Love it. So Love you know, it. like that's what we're gonna like. That's how we're gonna win this game. Like, like, like what the fuck is this? And then you see Huntley in the wildcat, but he could throw the ball actually. So maybe he fucking throws a pass to somebody. You know, it's he like, throws a pass to Jalen Hurts. Is this the and game where Jordan Mailata is a blocker? Like, is no, a, Jordan Mailata needs to be a running back. Lane Johnson gets another you know, touchdown. Like. It's it's one of those that because I'm it's just one I mean I'm trying to set myself up to be like hey look man we had to pull some of that fuckery out to beat the to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl no I mean it took the Philly Philly to win I mean obviously we did more than that Um, but I mean Doug knew it was the aggressiveness no but that was the mindset there's no tomorrow if we don't win today so fuck it like step on their you gotta step on their throat but and and let's be real like we. You know, the, the reason the Eagles really targeted Smith a lot was so he could break uh, D-Jack's record. Correct. And, that, and that's all fine and good. but That's not an asterisk on it, by the way. Well, so I'm going to get into that in a second. But, like – Get out of here, Jack this, shit. This is a game This this is a game that you absolutely feed him the ball till he can't do it anymore. But – Yes, I would go six to midnight. If he had ten targets, oh, my God. So um, to, please, to what are you waiting – to John's point, in 2021, when the first the Slim Reaper came onto the onto the onto the Philadelphia Eagles roster, he was targeted 101 times. Can't believe he's an Eagle still. I still can't believe he's an Eagle. I willed it into the universe when I was sending those videos of um the the, the Jalen Hurts throwing to Devontae. Oh, Jesse, Jesse had Jesse had all the pixie dust going. Just, um, just thank God they didn't fucking pick Michael Parsons, a Penn State what? linebacker, the worst. So okay, okay. So, right now. Christ so to 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 John's point about the asterisks, Smith had 101 targets. Yes. Djax had 115. Of those plays, or in the and then in plays, Smith had 367 snaps that he was a blocker. So 40% of his snaps before he did anything else into the, you know, releasing into the pattern, he was blocking. Deshaun Jackson had 202 snaps at 27%. He would try to to block. So not only did Devonta... Break the franchise I love, record. I love with, how you were nice and said you, he would try to block. So not only did he break the franchise record with fewer targets, he did it while blocking on 40% of his snaps. God, I it, love the kid. I don't know why I don't have a Reaper jersey yet. It's He's going to be so special for us 
for a decade, and it's going to be a joy to watch him. You always know when Jesse's got a an Alabama boner over there. You know, he <laughs> he gets a little flush in the face. He a does, little like lightheaded. Smile when he kind of, like, kind of smiles as he's talking. He does. He's, he's got Bill. that little he's tickle. On the words. He's Bill, got that I, glimmer in I, his eye, you know. Am I, uh, am I off base on this one there, Bill? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I think. Listen, I think I like the kid a lot. He's got. He's got a lot. He's got to do a lot more to be better than Deshaun Jackson. I'm just oh, he's not. He's not there yet. But Devonta is. But he's gonna I mean, be John. Devonta's a true he's number. He's gonna one be. Receiver. He's a true number one receiver. Like we haven't had one since To, and Djax was a was I mean a top pass run you know running receiver and big play, but he was boomer bust. A lot of years, and Devontae doesn't take plays off. And I mean, I mean, you know, we, we shit on Djax a little bit. I mean, he really kind of is one of the more underrated receivers. I think he's, I think he's in the top ten all time in like receiving. Like, I was blown away by a stat I saw. I don't want to misquote it, but he was like he over has, fifty over fifty yards. He has like the record. No, I mean total yards. He has. He has like. He, the yardage he has, I think it was like he put him very high up in total yardage for career as a receiver. I was shocked. Look it up. Guys, I was like, what? Djax is that high? Because um, um, he had a lot of big 11,000 receiving yards. What's that? He's got 11,000 receiving yards. Yeah, like that, that's a lot. He's 36 in the, on the, on the that's list. That's what it was. He was in the top 50. They were showing the top 50, and I was like, oh, shit. He's in the top. And the top 50, yep. you're like, oh, that's top 50 ever. Like that's 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 yeah. a lot. I mean, but, to put it in perspective, Larry Fitzgerald, old as shit, is 17. So, but Devonta is Devonta is everything we thought. He's Marvin Harrison, but a, probably a more complete route runner. He's that kind of player, but he can run every route in the route tree. And I think, I think what we saw with him second half of the season with the blocking more is, I think Sirianni goes home and grabs his pillow and screams into it is like, I can't use Devonta in the pass game like I want to because Jalen's not there yet as a passer. Like. Devonte and Jesse O'Reilly always say he's open every play. Like he's never covered. But Jalen, and this goes back to I'm not shitting on Jalen. I think he showed me a lot. I think he's earned next year to be the guy. But once Jalen starts running, he narrows in this side. I'm in this way. I'm over here. He can't like the, the Aaron Rodgers of the world, the break, the, the top guys, the Burrows. They can be over here, but no. My T. Higgins is, I know T's over here. I got to look back. Oh, he's open. Get it. Go. Jalen just kind of zoop. And that's, he's his own quarterback. It's his rookie year, basically, still. So I'm not going to kill the guy. But if you put, I think Devonta with a top, like, quarterback is this year even 1,300 yards, 15 touchdown range. Like, he's that good. Like, you know what I forgot about when I was looking at this list? What if, what if Michael Thomas comes available? Bring him in, pick him up, pick him up. <laughs> like that's what we gotta do. Like on like a prove it deal. Like you know, a guy like that. Like you know, he was not gonna get paid big time because he already got a big contract. Thing. He, like he'll have to prove it. But yeah. I mean, you know, guys like Allen Robinson next year. Like a guy like that. Like on a prove it deal. You know, just but I think to I think I do James, like that Mike Williams deal that it was you or Jesse the other day. The, I watched him um, on that chart, one of the Chargers games. And I was like, all right, you're right. Jesse, you're right. You're right. I've been saying he's he's a guy you could get. No, he he he's 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 he went he he went top ten, he shouldn't have, 
but he's an NFL receiver. Like he's a legit. He's, big. he's fucking big. Well, I mean, and, you think they even beat him up? You big Mike Williams. I mean, that's his, that's his nickname, BM Dubs. But we uh, don't need. We don't need a. We've got. We've got Smitty. We've got the guy. I, mean, just, I, I think Quest can be our D-Jax. I think Quest has that ability to be mm-hmm. our take, take the top off. But we need a possession third and eight. Alshon. Yeah. Shit. Alshon. Dude, where's Alshon? We should get him back. If the Rams if the Rams signed Eric Weddle back this week, there's no reason why we can't sign uh, Oh, they uh, were dogging him, man. They were dogging their lot, you know. It's but Jesse, are we still paying Alshon? Yes. Bring, bring him back, Alshon. Bring him back. You get fucking paid. I mean, so no, it's I, I, I think my goal for Sunday is win or lose, don't don't get boat raced, and I'll be happy off this. I'll, I'll be happy. I won't. Text, oh, Russell, Aaron, Jimmy G. I, I know Jimmy G is not a fan of Jesse. Jesse's not a fan of him. Um, but if, like you said, John, if, if Jalen's 15 for 27, three picks, you know, no tutties, yeah. it's going to be a long offseason, man. Yeah. All you're going to start hearing is Kenny Pickett. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Hey. Like, it'll, it'll, the switch will turn because it's Philly. It'll turn yeah. like Bill. Not only not only are we paying Alshon this year, we're paying him next year as well. This Christ, go to training camp, make him fill a Gatorade jug or something. Howie, fucking paying this guy. Like he wants to throw the balls in the jug machines for us. Yeah, don't get the jug machines. Clearly, you don't catch it. You go, you know who else we're still paying? Malik Jackson will be paying next year as well. Oh my God, Alshon, listen, we're not bringing you back to dress you, but you had the best water to Gatorade powder ratio out of all the guys in 2017. We need that back. No one, no one can get it right. And the only reason, the only reason that Rager will be on this team next year is his cap number. That's it. It's Harry Jarrett's shitty receivers. Is that for Devontae? His cap Uh number next year, his dead cap number next year is $6 million. Jesus Christ. So Rager will be back. You know, I heard this week that a no lineman for the bears and paid with the bears, like, for like 10, 11 years in like the late, like in the 2000s at some point, they were having issues with their own line, I guess this year or whatever. The Bears, like one of the Bears, like VP of player personnel has called him to hire him for a job, offering him $15 an hour. Yeah. Assistant line coach. Nice. He said like, that's how cheap, the, because they, they were talking, it was, it was on the Bears thing. They, they're talking about how like, like, like we're talking to the organization from the top down. And they said the Bears owners are hands off, like whoever they hire, like do your thing, but you have, but spend zero dollars. Like you have your thing. This is, this is your budget. We're not going over the cap. You're not doing this. We're not paying. The, like, like they don't do dead money deals. Like they don't do what Howie does. Like, which I do respect a little bit, a little bit when you got to just pull, you got to pull the plug. Like, the lady that owns is like 90. I was going to say, she's like, She's she's like pushing a hundred years old. She yeah. does not have time to deal with. I'm that. sure her kids are involved. I mean, I'm sure whoever the ownership involved, but it's the family owns it. And I just the guy was like, you know, talking about how like that's how they don't <laughs> like retain top players because they don't want to pay anybody. Like they don't they don't care. Like they believe they're a system franchise that has it. Who's never had a franchise? Like that's the other thing too. Like they've never had a franchise quarterback. Like they consider McMahon their best quarterback ever and he just handed the ball off to sweetness every play and got the fuck out of the way mainly you know and it's and so it's just you know it, it, it just I, I would wish john would give howie a little credit sometimes for 
you know, having the foresight to cut the loose on Carson. Did did they um did they put Brooks on IR because he's not even on the injury report anymore? Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, something's something ain't right with that. I think a lot of people sort again. of he's all fucked up up top. He got he has some issues. Yeah, I, mean, I don't want to, I don't want to say that, but so something's. Something I'm not trying to be a dick. I mean, he had. Oh, I, no, I, I mean, right now, but yeah. I, I think they cover up like delaying things, like 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 they're not going to go out there and say, oh, he's. I think they worked a system to be like, all right, let's let him go away. Don't talk about him like he's because I mean he's had his whole career the anxiety thing. Yeah, and. He hasn't stayed healthy, and honestly, we have such good depth that he'll be. He's unfortunately he'll be cut this year, and at least, at least it won't hurt us that bad. His de- his dead cap number post post June third isn't real bad, so he'll he'll probably be cut. Um, I mean, he helped us win a Super Bowl, so no, he he did, and he was. I mean, he was at one point the best one of the best guards in football for a couple of years. He just couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, he you know what, what was it, the Saints game when it kind of ended for us with him. That he yep. after, after seventeen when he blew his knee out, so yeah, no, I mean, I mean that's our strength, obviously. Like that's our best unit on the team is our O line, and oh, absolutely. That, and 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 that's a great strength to have. I mean, that is people are seeing, and you know, it's because I know Gettleman got you know Gettleman just destroyed the the Giants roster. They were hammering him on one of the shows this morning, but his love is the could he call them the big mollies like linemen, like that's his thing. But like when you look at it. Patriots, the Eagles, the 49ers, uh, the Chiefs, what do they all have? Top tier offensive lines, the Bucks. Like, it don't matter who your quarterback is. If he says hike and they're in his face, it's over. So I think when you like us having a top line, we should have hope that, all right, if they play to their A level and keep and let Jalen scramble around a little bit, make off script plays, and like the Bucks are beatable. Like, you know, they're not, you know, they're not. You know, I, I I think the Packers are better, but I think if the Packers and the Bucks played Brady's and Rogers' head to beat them again, I really do think they'll beat the like if the Bucks get past us, I truly think they're going to go to the Super Bowl again. Like I think there's no team that they won't beat. because it, it, it'll it'll come down to them and and Rogers. And uh, this is Rogers will be in the Super Bowl this year. No. I, I, I don't know, man. Rodgers is one and four in NFC championship games and he's mm-hmm. nine and nine, nine and eight career picked interceptions. Like Well, he's not gonna be in the Super Bowl regardless, right? Because isn't he gonna sit out? Oh yeah. He's yeah. not gonna be in it anyway, because the goddamn Eagles are gonna be in it. And there you go. Hey, I love I like, like I like if we what come Justin out of here, said. if we come out and win, we go to Green Bay like, no matter what. Like if we win, we play the Packers no matter what. We're the lowest seed. So again, you know, cold weathers were built for that kind of team. You know, cold run the ball. You know, maybe their their own line banged up. Maybe we get to Aaron a little early, get him fourth off his twenty six, baby, fourth and twenty six. Well, so, absolutely. I, you know, the Bucks. I mean, this game I think is the only, and it's funny because people were like, "I want the Bucks," and this was the only team I did not want to play was the Bucks because it's Tom Brady. Thousand percent agree with you, Bill. I wanted anyone but Tom Brady. Because it's Tom Brady, dude, and it's like everyone fought. Oh, he's forty four. 43 and 12, dude, and 5,300 yards. Like, he's not aging. He's a, he's a freak. We're like, dealing with something that we've never seen before. But here's – here's here's a – so I am still hyped from watching the Eagles playoff hype video like four or five times today. <laughs> oh, my God. That makes sense. Most of the Eagles hype videos have been hot garbage since 2017. 
Oh, the, that one year was bad. I remember that one year was terrible. They're terrible. They're the 2017 one made you the playoff one made you want to run through a goddamn wall. And this one, I'm ready to start doing wind sprints and just whatever. Run through walls. I am hyped after watching that playoff the the playoff hype video. Go birds. Jesse, Jesse goes back. Jesse's out in his backyard, like using his shed as a as a as a fucking slab. Grab a fucking axe, just chopping a tree down, motherfucker. <laughs> we are gonna we are gonna boat race the the box. Go birds! Wow, wow. bold bold take right there. I think that might have been the hottest of takes in in forfeit hit one of them we, in forfeit should history. We do score predictions. Should we do score predictions? Wow, go for it. Uh, no, I'm going to go last, but... Oh. You want me to go? Yeah, you go first. Let's see what I... Uh, 27-24 Eagles. I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> Write them down. When, when you got uh, them, I had 28-21 Eagles. Woo. But didn't see that will come from that. That's 56 I didn't, I, I didn't see that from Owen's Owen 17 cheddar over there. Uh, hey man. Hey, we're, it's playoff time yeah. now, baby. It's playoffs. <laughs> 31. 28. Birds. Wow. 30. Wow. No, I'm not saying mine now. It'll be three fit if I say mine. No, go ahead, Bill. Come on. Come on. We'll do it. I mean, come on. I got 34.23 bucks. 34.23 bucks. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a close game in the fourth quarter. Eagles might score a touchdown late because it kind of like happened last time. And then Brady's going to march down and get a touchdown late to kind of like. You know what I love about all of our predictions, though? And it's the one thing that win or lose that I, I, I hope we get out of this game. That it's a game. That it's like, no, I, like uh, that's what I don't think we're gonna. The moment's not too big for Jalen, no doubt about, or Nick, I don't doubt about that. I just, when you kind of stack it up, um, for me, I key into Brady and Arians versus Jalen and Gannon. I know that's the same side of the ball, but I think those are the two most important people on each team, and I think it's two strongs. And I think Gannon to me is just such a big question mark that I don't think he has the players on defense. And I think it's going to just be one of those Brady third and six, eight yard pass, second and nine, 12. Like it's not going to be, wow, 80 yard touchdowns to Mike Evans. No, it's not going to be that kind of game. It's just going to be no pressure on Brady. He's going to sit back there and just like, think, 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 think. I'll give you one even better. It's going to be 28-21 birds over a, over a defensive turnover. That's how we win. That's how – that's – like that to me – Maybe not at the end of the game, but it could happen in the second quarter. That's but what it's I mean. going it to be, be the like, – It could be like 14-14, you know, 21-14 Tampa. They're going in for the kill drive and Slayer you know, or somebody. Fournette, Fournette, you know, you know and it Four ties it up. the ball punched out or something. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, you know, and like, this is how, this is how I, I'll, I'll give my alternate pick on how we win. Oh, here we go. His oh. alternate pick now. <laughs> no, I'm saying if we, if we're, if we're going to go for an Eagles victory pick, this is how it would happen in my opinion. It'll be 21, 14 Tampa. They'll be in the red zone. It'll be maybe early fourth quarter, 10 minutes to go fourth quarter. And we're like, Oh my 
God, hold him to three, hold him to three, blah, 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 blah. We got to either extract a sack fumble recovery, get it down close to the end zone, or a full defensive touchdown to make it 21-21. Listen to me. All right, game time. Let's do this. They're going to come down, miss the field goal, and we're going to score a touchdown with, like, a minute to go in the game. And, like, we're going to bust one somehow, like a big Jalen run. Jalen Hurts to Jalen Rager. For the touchdown. Well, God, now totally redeems himself. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be now really getting nutty. Now Here's a question, nutty. though, John. Here's a real question. What? What happens if it's 24 21 bucks and we go and, and, and it's like third and seven and we're in the red zone and Jalen throws a dart to Rager right off the chest and we have to settle for a field goal to tie it and then we lose on a Brady drive field goal? And it'll be a long off season. You cut Rager again for another drop. No, it's a clear, like clear, clear as day, yeah. like Jalen scrambles, Rager's open for the touchdown for the win, off the fucking chest. We settle for three, tie the game. Brady marches down, gets the field goal, we lose 27 24. No, uh, we're not caught him. He's here. I don't it's know. Invested in him. Bill, his, his, it's the cap number. Like all the other guys, like Brooks would be, could be cut because. His cap savings is like fifteen million dollars. You're I not like gonna. You, I don't huh? like. I just don't like this kid. I I, I think he's smug. I, I I watched all his TCU highlights. They were against shitty teams, like we said, like Jesse said during the draft. Like he, like all his big games were against Kansas State. And you're, you know, you're not gonna. His dead cap is seven point eight million dollars. Post June, it's six million dollars. You're not. Right. You're not cutting that dude to save a million to. To lose to lose six million of the seven million dollars, you're not you're not doing it. Like Brooks will be gone because his he's his number would go from fifteen to five. Like he's gone. Cox is might be gone. He'd be going he'd be going from forty to twelve. Like those are okay. You know, give up twelve to you know give up twelve to to get back thirty. Okay, you're not you're not giving up six to get a, to get a million back. You're just not. So he'll be back. He'll be there one more year and they'll, and he'll have a full another year to work with Jalen hurts and Nick Sirianni and everybody to, to redeem himself. But like somebody has got to pull him aside and be like, Hey man, this is it for you. Because if you don't pull it together, no, you're not putting enough. You're not putting anything down on tape. If you get cut before your first year, before the end of your rookie deal, no team is going to pick you up. All right. We got to well, move into trades. The, tra- is the spread we- down from eight and a half to eight. That means money's coming in on the Eagles. We got to move. We got to move into trivia, and then and and then put and then put this one to bed. We 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 we. I think we ended on a, a on a great high note there for the Eagles game. Yeah, we I think can't. We, I think we flipped Bill's opinion, so it was good. It I, yeah, I think we did, I, and I think he creatively got himself, uh, uh, dug himself out of that. That he's on draft Bill, right I, now. I don't know, man. I respect. I respect the prediction. I respect it. He's on DraftKings right now, changing his. Bet. He's keeping it. No, he keeps it real. He's keeping it level. You, you don't understand. I had a really good run this year on games. I was, I think, zero nine with the Eagles this year. Everything I went with the Eagles, like. Every time I'm like, oh, they're going to cover this game easy. Easy. You were on Shedder Kings instead. And That's like, right. No, like, no, I was like, I would bet that they'd cover or they'd win. And it was like always like, no, it wasn't always <laughs> negative. It was 
The oh, house is the, fat the, over here, the Giants John. Game? The I went big on the Giants game. That 13-7, I went parlay. I went big. I'm like, oh, this is fucking smoke show, Giants. <laughs> fucking 13-7. That's not the, that's not the money guns. TV. I was like, oh, we got this. I'm, Daddy's going big on this Giants game. Daddy's getting paid today. Yeah. I almost put my fucking TV off the wall on that third interception. <laughs> I just got the best yeah. mental image of that. It was unbelievable. So okay. you won't put money on the birds to cover because if they do, it's okay. six. Bill, Bill, what about the those pictures I sent of the dude that lost like a $3,000 parlay when JJ dropped that touchdown? Yeah, that was insane. That was, uh, that, that was, it's so now because I because I was texting my one buddy because he one of my buddies I you know I just you know I, I talk about gambling stuff I was like man I'm itching to take the Eagles to cover and he's like dude and he's going through all my weeks he's like remember the Giants game do you remember the you know I I yeah but I, it could, I, this could be uh, the week Bill I had I, I had us I I uh, I had us with the over and the cover with the the Redskins and we didn't cover we were five and a half point favorites that game I was like we went by four I was like motherfucking cock. It was like, he's like, dude, don't do it. He's a big birth fan. He's like, don't do it. I'm like, dude, we're going to cover. We're so going to cover this game. He's just like, nah, man, you can't do it. That's why I can't bet on it. I can't bet on it. I can't bet on any of the teams I root for. If I put money in the Eagles to cover, look out. 40 to 6. Here it comes. Oh, my God. Book it. All right. All right. Question one, fellas. Question one. As of March 2021, March 2021, which – was the last NFL team to go out of business? To go out of business? Yep. I mean, does that like the Baltimore Colts count? Fold, close their doors. Possibly. Is that your answer? <laughs> this is this is this is this is an oddball NFL. No, uh, Houston Oilers. No, because you're you're play. you're in the right state. You're in the right state. They went out of business. They like folded. An NFL team. NFL team. Probably in like the 60s, probably 50s or 60s. At one time. Texas is the right state. At the Houston Oilers, it's uh, Cowboys? Close. There was a team in Dallas. Was not the Cowboys. As of March 2021? Yeah, as of March 2021. I give up. The Dallas Texans. Oh. The Dallas Texans played in the National Football League for one season, 1952. So Jesse, you were sniffing, you were sniffing around the right tree. Was that the NFL still then though? Wasn't that like was that considered the NFL? Wasn't it as that then? National Football League. Uh, they had a record of one and 11, uh, and the Texans were considered, are they're considered one of the worst teams in NFL history, both on and off the field. And they still are. <laughs> and they still are. <laughs> so yeah. Founded in 1951, went out of business and folded in 1952. Interesting. It's a good one. Um, all right. This one will hit home for someone on this podcast. It's an Alabama question. As of 2020, the College Football Hall of Fame is located in South Bend, Indiana. Fact or fiction? No, they moved it. It closed. It was there. They moved it. I used to go all the time because you could kick field goals. It was awesome. I remember. 
Your, your dad took well, us. I don't go time. to see the. I don't go to see the player this year. Kick no, yeah, we awesome. we went literally went, and that's all we did when we were there. We like went full Google thing. Like you can fucking launch it from like like it's only maybe about thirty yards far as you can go, but you can fucking launch it a little. It was hard back. as shit, man. It, it was, was hard. Cool. They, had, they did all the busts and stuff, like Barry Sanders, Jim Thorpe. It was, it was nice, but they just never took off. It just never took off at South Bend. That's one of the things. I so want where to do is it now, Bill? I think I want to say Ohio, but I could be wrong. Jesse might Pro know. football or college? No, no college. college. Oh, college. I, I, it was in South Bend. I mean, that's where it originated. Because I remember when they, I was living there when it, I moved there, like when it recently opened within the previous couple of years when I moved. And it was like, it's it was like big time when I first moved. And then it kind of just year by year was kind of, and then I remember my dad telling me that I wanted to go to take Addison the one time. He's like, oh, I'm pretty sure he's like, oh, yeah, no, they moved out of town a couple of years ago. I'm pretty sure. It's in, a, so it's in Georgia. Yeah, I'm right. They did move it. Nah, it's, but I, that, yeah, that's the, that is the only thing I remember of that about the Hall of Fame there was when we kicked field goals for like an yeah. hour and a half. It's awesome, dude. Like, you can fucking launch them. Like, people be walking by and it's like, fuck it, go, boom. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, nah, it was fun. And it, and it was like six bucks to get in. It yeah. wasn't like it was crazy. Yeah, it was cool. I want to do the uh, road trip to the – can Hall of Fame, yeah. Yeah, can't that far of a drive. About a it's drive. right across the street. It's in the same building as uh, um it's in the State Farm Arena. Next to the Mercedes Benz Stadium. Oh, so it's right next to the uh, Hawks uh that's State Farm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's in the building with State Farm. Got it. Okay. All right, next question. The Arizona Cardinals are older than the state of Arizona. True or false? <coughs> false. Um, Arizona, we didn't, we didn't have many states like that. Because yeah, Arizona became a state probably in the 1800s, late 1800s, maybe. Yeah, that's a false. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to say false. Uh, it's actually true. The Cardinals are older than the state of Arizona. The, um, the Arizona Cardinals, uh, the formation of the actual uh, organization that is now the Cardinals formed back in 1898, and the state of Arizona did not become a state until 1912. I thought they were early 1900s, but I didn't think they were. I didn't know. What the fuck, what the fuck were they in 1898? What the hell were they doing in then? They still suck. 1898, they were technically – now, this is the organization that – is now known as the Cardinals. It can be traced back to um, the Morgan Athletic Club in Chicago. Oh God, Dragon Sister Wife's over there. Jesus. Yep. Yep. Were, weren't they the Phoenix Cardinals for a little bit? Or they something? were. They were. And it, it uh, they changed that, uh, in the early nineties. I think it was like ninety four. Yeah. They changed. Yeah, maybe yeah, because they changed. When they, like, they changed when they got Jake Palmer. Yeah. Jake the Snake Jake was Palmer. their quarterback. That's nope. right. Rest in peace. He passed away. He's dead. Jake, Jake Snake. Oh, uh, no, from the quarterback. He was <laughs> quarterback for the Cardinals, Jake Plummer, but his nickname was the Snake. Jake the no, Snake. Yeah, yeah well, the Raiders quarterback. Am I getting my quarterbacks mixed up? Yeah, you are. You're, yeah, Jake, Jake Plummer was a quarterback for the Cardinals, but his nickname was the Snake. Well, I thought the guy, I thought the quarterback for the Raiders who won the Super Bowl no, was Kenny Stabler. I thought I thought his nickname was the Snake too. It might have been, but Jake the Snake was for I know Jake Plummer was that nickname. Jake, okay, 
there's there's numerous snakes in the NFL. I got a snake. Uh, yes, Kenny Stabler was the snake. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Nick well, Foles is the snake deep. too. Sure is. <laughs> Just uh, the. <laughs> <laughs> The NFL is the all right. This one might be easy, but it could be a trick question for some of you. The NFL is the world's richest professional sports league. No, no, the league uh, NASCAR. No, it's, it's probably England. It's fact. Doc, I'm going to say Spanish. Fact. It's fact. It is. Yep. According to this, according to this card. <laughs> It's all the cards. I, I, I thought originally. I thought it was like it has to be some like English football, you know. But mm. as a league, you know, not a team yeah, or anything. Owners like the actual. Well, see, I guess it's your question because it's like the league itself. But I mean, I guess if you have thirty-two billionaire owners, I well, mean, the, the Cowboys somehow have this ridiculously artificially high inflated. Um, value of their franchise yeah, they're supposed to be their, their, their wealthiest franchise of all of sports in the world i heard recently yeah like, they haven't they haven't won dick since like 95 like i don't get it jerry world so they, we we talked a lot about we talked a lot about some pa- passer ratings uh this this episode um what's the numerical value of the perfect passer rating um oh 149 you're close bill like one, I think like one forty nine point six. You're 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 within ten. One fifty nine. Yeah, one fifty eight point three. That was one forty nine for some reason. I had that number in it's my head. It's the perfect passer rating. Tannehill had that this past week. He had two hundred and eighty yards, four touchdowns, and like thirty scrambling. It was like the highest passer rating in like ten years or something. They're talking about it. They're like, what about a surprise guy, right? Yeah, no, it's. I mean, he was. He's what the Colts thought they were going to get with Carson, a guy resurrected. You know, Ryan leaves Miami in a bad situation, bad coach. Yeah, but it wasn't – when did Tannehill get drafted? He got drafted. He's been in the league, I'm going to say, at least eight, eight, nine years. But he wasn't a high draft pick, I didn't think. No, he was the first round. Like, he was, like, maybe 15, 16. Like, he was mid-first round. Yeah, and he's the eighth overall pick. Yeah, he was – He yeah, because he played – was he Texas A&M, Jesse? No, he played – uh, Texas yeah, a that's what I thought. Now, yeah, because he, because he, they had a big year that year. They lost him. They won. He won the Cotton Bowl that year, I think. Um, so I got one more question. Shoot, so shoot. the the trophy that the Eagles are trying to win this year that we're all trying to win the Vince Lombardi Trophy. Yeah, I mean, that's not the answer. Is, is the Lombardi Trophy is manufactured by what what company? Is it Tiffany? Tiffany. I'm going to say Jostens. <laughs> Get your class ring in the Super Bowl over it. <laughs> you want emeralds all around it and shit? <laughs> uh, well, all right. Well, that will about put a, put a cork on this, uh, this here episode. Good app. Good episode. A lot of positive energy for, for this game. Um, and I think uh, I, hopefully, you know, we, uh, we're talking uh, about a uh, playoff victory in the next oh, we episode. Might have to, if we got a victory on Sunday, it might have to be an emergency podcast. It might have to be. We might have to pull, we might have to pull the ripcord on that one. Yeah. Ladder, ladder, find me on the Ben Franklin bridge. 
Absolutely. Oh my God. It's yeah. Three, four to six. We got to get someone get, listen, to get the get the head and height stack. Listen, win or lose, there will be an emergency podcast. It's, it will either be it we will either be sitting where we are now, or it will be coming at you live from the Ben Franklin Bridge, where where we are trying to talk John off the ledge. <laughs> No. Will he jump? We're gonna see. We're gonna see. Do I don't know. We're gonna put that. We're, we're gonna put that Twitter poll out now. Will John know, jump? Guys, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Will John jump? Matt and I'll be like, oh no, don't do it. Well, I've got like the um, the giant bobblehead under my one arm. Like, oh yeah, oh, the, the, yeah. The, and all his and all his all his all his cards, his card collection. Oh, oh John, it'll be a shame. That's it. It'll be a shame, John. I'm just going uh, for Dawkins. And maybe oh the axe. God. I'll have that. In the- no, John, don't do that. Oh, God. Well, until then, folks, stay safe. And Jesse, take it away. Go, birds.